felt like I was dying, you know? Liver's dumping, everything's dumping, everything. <laughs> yes. You're listening to the Crucial Four podcast series, where your journey is our passion. Now introducing the Crucial Four founder and CEO, Charles Barber. What's up, everybody? Today, we have a phenomenal podcast for you guys. We're going to be talking about ozone with Miss Dara from Natural Infusion Partners. We get into some really cool techniques that might seem a little taboo to you guys. And this episode is loaded with some gems and techniques for the kids. And we talk about Dara's favorite Crucial Four products. All right. Hope you guys enjoy the show. And if you've got any questions or comments, please leave them below. Have you been traveling? Yes, I've been doing some traveling and we're getting ready for some Christmas traveling and yeah, all that. Where, yeah. Where'd you go? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, well, so it's been um, Thanksgiving. We had 20 guests at our house. Yeah. And then before that, I did, I went to LA to the biohacking conference. Oh, which cool. Was awesome. Yeah. You like that conference? Did- it was fun. It was the first time I had been to it. Yeah. Um, and I was there with a vendor, so I worked, but um, we made so many great new friends and it's a good community. That's cool. So you went to work it. That's good. Yeah. That's good. That's cool. Yeah, I bet you loved LA, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hate it. I was- I was surprised they had it there, honestly. That's where they but, have them all. They have them there in Vegas, you know. I mean, the biohacking, he, he, that's Dave still running that or whoever Dave yeah. sold that off to. Yeah. So he was having, he had a few in uh, South, what was it, Orange County. Uh, so it was like Southern California. Mm. I, went, I went to ones there, but I used to go to all the longevities and stuff too. I used to get actually invited to go to them. So I just would go and, uh, yeah. yeah, it's like you fly into LA and it's just like LA's LA and it's it's cool, but it's like I don't know. Yeah. I'm cool with Southern Cal and NorCal, but like I don't know. I guess it's just all the stuff that I know about like what's going on in Hollywood and everything. Like I know they're like harping that place and it's crazy cuz it's like you get there and the weather's good, but then it's like you just get this weird I get this weird vibe like that when I'm there a little bit. So it's just like something's off. Yes. Yeah. There was like I really just wanted to go to the beach. Like that was my goal. Right. I was like, I need of to course. put my feet in You're the sand. Of course, you're from Texas. You want to go to the beach. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, I mean, side note, we were invited to this after party and like just weird vibes, you know? I don't know. The people that. Yeah, well, the biohackers, you know, they like, uh, they love injecting weird stuff in their body that just got discovered last week that could potentially uh, make their life more I don't know, bountiful or whatever. It's just, I don't know. Like for me, I just hate the word biohack. Like it's almost like this like AI thing or hacking your body. Like why would I want to hack my body? I really just want to accentuate my body's natural processes. And I feel like people that actually understand like holistic healing, like yourself and and myself and and people that are in our, our world that understand that the body has everything it needs within it to heal itself and to, to make that happen. And that's why oxygen utilization is so important with ozone therapy and whatnot, yeah. because that's actually like the foundational currency to, to all these metabolic processes. 
that, you know, that's what we need to be talking about. And that's what we need to be showing. And we need to be looking at, you know, people that have actually done this before, instead of trying to create this new idea that maybe would work. So like, for example, like blue zones, like let's look at people that are centurions that actually as a community live past a hundred years. Like, what are they doing? What are they eating? What's the air they're breathing? And what are the conversations they're having within their community and their collective? Um, versus yeah. like some new gadget that I need to go buy that basically gets plugged into artificial electricity to make it work. And, and don't get me wrong, I've got a few of these things laying around. I'm not gonna completely hate on them, especially uh, when you talk about the EMF stuff, but some of the stuff they're into. And the, the supplements, yeah. I'm totally not with. And, but anyways, I digress. I was MB curious guys. what you thought about Methylene Blue. Um, oh, M MB, you know, it. Uh, I've used it. And, you know, when I first started taking it for transcriptions, and, and I never really noticed much until I took the one that they spiked with nicotine, caffeine, and CBD. And mm. that made me feel so oh, yeah. wacky. Like everyone's all like blowing their blue tongue out saying they love it and it gives them good energy. That gave me the most cracked out whack energy like I had almost ever felt. It was the same with this other company that developed the kava and kratom yeah. extract called Feel Good or Feel Free. And the guy, I guess, was basically a recovering heroin addict or, or a pill popper and he developed this product. And and like I saw Ben Greenfield posting it saying, oh, this is amazing. It gave me like eight hours of energy and da I took that stuff and I, I thought I had to like sit down. I thought I was going to puke. My head was spinning. So oh. yeah, I, yeah. So I don't, but methylene blue by itself, you know, and then the research of it and looking at it like by itself, I, I kind of like, I like it, especially if, uh, I'm like, oh, we did two weeks in Costa Rica for my birthday and I was looking for land and looking for a farm and all this type of stuff. I was out getting blasted when I was surfing, you know, so it's like I can put all that zinc oxide on my white face <laughs> as I can, but I suck yeah. at surfing. So I get like hit with the waves a lot. So that shit washes off. So I was like, what can I be taking to help, you know, mitigate the effects of the sun? And I felt like yeah. the MB really, it does kind of help with that, you know? the radiation oh, cool. that makes so, sense yeah yeah that's kind of how i feel about nad too it's like people can just get a care a little carried away with um you know how it makes you feel and i've right. even heard that with uh mb2 is like it's a little addicting <laughs> and then yeah yeah and then you, like you stack things and that's what i see a lot kind of in the biohacking world and especially at the conference you know you're there and you want to try all the things at once and I was there doing IVs ozone there and I was like what all have you already done today because <laughs> ozone is kind of one of those things that if you've done 20 other detoxing things you might not want to do right. stack this so right. anyways now you don't and in, in fairness to the ozone you don't need to do all this other stuff. Totally. Which is why you I've know. never even tried MB. I'm like, that's yeah. the cool thing about ozone is it really is, does all the things. So. Well, and I'm always trying to get people, like we get lots of emails. A lot of times we'll get things like, um, hey, I've been doing hyperbaric 
or I've been doing looking at a brown gas machine, like a hydrogen machine mm -hmm. and, you know, other oxidative therapies. And they're like, how does it compare to ozone? And like, for me, I kind of get annoyed because I'm like, first off, don't let the company selling you a machine tell you the difference. Like I'm, I'm, right. I'm invested <laughs> in you purchasing my machine, even though I believe in ozone more than hyperbaric and brown gas. And it's not that I don't believe in those therapies. Those are great therapies. I'm not sh shunning them, but when you look at like the, the ease of use, when you look at, can I actually buy one of these, like the cost to do, like, it's like, ozone is the, like, ozone is the shit. Like, like come on, man. Like, ox it's the name of the game is oxygen utilization, right? And mm -hmm. if we can get our body to utilize oxygen better than win-win and ozone's the only oxidative therapy that can do that and not actually oxidize you. And so, and obviously used in the correct format and all this stuff, which we can, I actually want to go into that with you a little bit because I know you probably have dealt with that a lot, but it's like the safest, it's the most cost effective, and it does exactly what we need it to do in the long term. And so true. it's just like a no brainer, you know, at that yeah. point, it's like, wh why do I need to know about some new device or new su biohacking supplement or new age thing that's coming around a new quantum device or some crap i'm just like well how's your oxygen utilization and do you measure it do you do you ever do a vo2 max test do you ever see like how much oxygen can you hold and, and like because it's hard to measure oxygen utilization it really is there's no like device really out there from what i understand that you can measure it but you can measure your vo2 max which to me is a direct correlation to your body's ability to utilize oxygen like how well can you hold you know, oxygen capacity under, you know, what is it, anaerobic or aerobic? I guess it's aerobic stress, right? When you're, you know what I'm talking about, right? With the mask, you put the mask you, on. Mm -hmm, and you exercise and then they, they are able to measure the oxygen going in and the CO2 coming out. Right. And then that, yeah. that will tell people kind of like their athletic threshold, if you will, like how in shape you could or couldn't be or where you're at. And it's, yeah. It's kind of an expensive assessment, but I remember I got mine done with Equinox because I was working with them. And, you know, I had just come out of oh, my a child. And so like I wasn't training, I wasn't doing anything, but I still was doing ozone pretty regularly. And they like looked at me like, You said you haven't worked out in like three years? And I was like, Well, I haven't really done crap. A little yoga here and there, but I, I still do my sauna and I still do my ozone. They're like, you're like in top shape, you know what I mean? And it's just like, well, give it to the ozone. Yeah. So. Have you ever had um, gone to the mountains and noticed that you don't get as like sick since you've been doing ozone? Because yeah, so yeah, yeah. So it depends on where I go. If I go to Breck and my buddy has a condo like on the mountain and I stay yeah. saturated at that altitude, um, it's not as bad. But for a while, like I, I had to have some, so I actually would take my machine with me. Like we would just drive it up and then I'd have no problems. But for sure, when I go to like Pagosa where I come mm -hmm. off the Wolf Creek, you know, and I'm more like near yeah, the San Juan yeah. river and I'm down like, yeah, yeah. for sure. But yeah. yeah, but for me, the, the, the area that I notice it the most is jujitsu and like the guys that I roll with are like. I'm like the smallest guy in the gym, right? Like I'm a, I'm a buck 50. I'm like five, nine, like everyone else is like six foot to, you know, five eleven to six, two, the average weight in there is like 200 pounds. 
and like you know it's they're like they look at me like this son of a bitch doesn't stop <laughs> i'm like you choked me out and tapped me but i'm gonna come right back at your ass you know like i just like non-stop and you know i love to train in the morning too and i love to work on the farm as well for around two or three hours a day and then i do jujitsu at night so and then i do crucial four right in between all that wow. so it's like uh, yeah, even my trainer, my ATG trainer, he's like, I don't know how in the hell you do all this physical activity. Um, to me, it's it's all, I mean, I really like the my elk velvet. Like, that's definitely, like, something I'm always having around me. Oh, look at you, girl. I know. Look at you, girl. I felt like you were going to ask me what my favorite product is, and I was going to choose that. The elk, yeah. And it's so funny because we both do ozone a lot. Maybe there's a correlation there, but nice. between – yeah between having this and the ozone like i just feel like like unstoppable like limitless to the full degree but yeah but i let's digress Uh, would you go ahead and just introduce yourself like let's act like we don't know each other for a second and could you please introduce yourself and let people know who you are and then we'll continue our conversation sure Um, So my name is Dara, and I'm a registered nurse, and um, I've been a nurse since 2010, graduated from Baylor, from Texas. Technically, I grew up in California until I was about 10, but I've lived in Texas now for longer. I'm a Texan. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so in 2010, I graduated from nursing school and kind of went into the hospital setting you know, naturally. And I feel like I've had a really unconventional nursing career. It's just been kind of one of those things where I look back now and I'm like, oh, uh, I'm unconventional. That's why. (laughs) But then it felt very um, kind of difficult, right? It's like I had a new job every two years because it felt like there was just something that didn't sit right with me with what I was doing. So I started in pediatrics. The politics of the hospital system weren't my favorite. And I also really had a hard time with night shifts. And so I found myself switching over to home health and um, pretty early in my nursing career. And if you've ever done home health as a nurse, like, you know, it's very challenging and it takes um, a certain type of of nurse skill to, to do that. And I, I found, I got really passionate in home health because I felt like there was a big need for that. Like I, Mm. I felt like empowering people to be at home and be well and stay out of the hospital was kind of where I wanted to be. So I was in home health for a long time. And in that time I learned infusions, IV infusions. So I was doing like nutrition IVs, uh, chemo IVs at home, um, a lot of IV antibiotics, which now I think back, cringe. You know, I, mm-hmm. I remember having Lyme patients that were on IV antibiotics for a year straight, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went into uh, neurology. Actually, there's a lot of IV, like biologics and immunomodulating drugs that I would infuse. And at that time, um, so I have two kids, one is eight and one is five and they're both boys. Um, and when my five-year-old was about three months old, he got pretty severe eczema and, you know, we were 
doing topical steroids and topical antifungals on a tiny infant baby. Mm-hmm. Nothing was working. And I switched pediatricians about five times. And I just felt like there was a reason why he was having this and why the drugs weren't working. And no one could give me an answer. And so, um, yeah, I someone told me to remove dairy from my diet, tried that. We got some nutritional deficiency testing. I had that was when I was introduced to functional medicine, mm-hmm. and it turned out he was severely deficient in omega three fatty acids. And mm-hmm. so once I kind of changed that supplement and that, his eczema cleared right up, and it just was such an eye opening experience for me. And um, what'd you use, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? Did you use cod liver oil, or do you use like an algae oil, or what? So this was four years ago, five years ago. And so then my functional medicine pediatrician recommended Nordic Naturals. Yeah. Cod liver oil. mm -hmm. Is that how? Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Nordics. Yeah. And they have one of the better, better ones actually. Great. I think they do. I I took it for years. Nordics. It tastes clean and fresh. And now I use Rosita, like cod liver oil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I used Nordic Naturals with him, and it was the infant formula, um, and that did it for him. And so I started kind of going down the, all the rabbit holes, all the podcasts, and uh, at the time, I was still in conventional practice, and I would be talking to my patient, my MS patients about the WALLS protocol and how, mm. you know, we can optimize nutrition to get mm-hmm. better, and, you know, it was like... of my patients there wanted to know what they could do, you know, with their diet and things at home to feel better. 50% of my patients didn't really care that they weren't getting better, right? It's like they were okay with just not getting worse, but not getting better. Right. And um, it was really hard for me. And I remember I was like talking to one of my neurologists and I was like, did you know that you can reverse cognitive decline in Alzheimer's? And they were like, what? you can't be telling people that, you know, like, so yeah. And like, I was kind of made fun of for being so healthy, you know, like, so I just, I it was time to move on. There was a big functional medicine practice in Dallas, right across the street. And I just walked over there on my lunch break one day and was like, Hey, I don't have any experience except for obviously my own family's experience in functional medicine, but I can do IVs. You're <laughs> and, RN. Um, you had more experience than, Totally. 99% of the people walking in there, you had, you know, way more experience. I mean, you probably had, you knew anatomy, yeah. you knew physiology, you knew. Sure. People and- don't realize that nurses might as well be doctors. And I know this because like my sister is a nurse and I know what she went through and everything you were, as you were talking, I was like, Oh, I've heard all this before. Yeah. So. Nursing school is like, is medical school condensed into mm-hmm. two years. Like mm-hmm. we, you know, it's, it's super tough. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't, make it through nursing school it's Mm -hmm. um I remember telling family members hey I'm gonna be a nurse and they're like that's great you can do anything with a nursing degree like Mm -hmm. you can do anything there it's limitless (laughs) and so um and that's so true and I and thank you for saying that because I really do feel passionate about empowering other nurses to step out of the hamster wheel and you really do feel stuck when you're Mm -hmm. in the system hospital system but there's, again, so many things you can do. All I'd say, I landed this really great position at a 
busy functional medicine office. They had just brought in a doctor who had an ozone generator and was like, hey, I have this machine. If you can hire, find a nurse who's willing to do learn IVs, like I'll teach you. Um, and so he was my mentor. Really great, really great guy. Like you would probably really have a lot of fun conversations with him. He's a an ER, like he's an undercover ER doctor. Like he's working <laughs> in McKinney at an urgent care center, but is like total, you know, biohacker and um, oh. all that. But anyways, yeah. And so it just kind of, I started my own business in 21, January of 21. I'm about to have my two year. Um, and that kind of just happened. Like it just all happened for me for sure. And it just it was so cool how I got to be where I'm at now. Um, Did y'all hear that? It happened for her, not to her. <laughs> totally. Right. Totally. <laughs> and that that's how the journey always unfolds. You know, it, it'll it'll take you this way and take you that way. And I think a lot of yeah. times we just have to have faith and trust in the process and, yeah. and know that uh, it's, it's part of it, you know. And I think, you know, finding that community where I wasn't. Yeah. Ostracized. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That really helped. And, oh, it's everything. Uh, it's, it's actually, yeah. it's everything because if you can't coalesce with other people in the, in the same uh, vibration or same vernacular or however you want to put it, um, it stumps you because you can only go as far as you can understand at the current awareness that you're at and in the beginning we're so dependent on the giants in those new fields and dependent upon their information that they put out and that's a phenomenal that they do that for us but being that able to actually communicate with them and talk with them um, whether it be on a, a monthly or bi-monthly or whatever just something to give you that opportunity to just sit and talk and yeah. figure things out it's it's magical actually because there's things that they're actually learning from you that they might not have known and vice versa obviously obviously we learn a lot from them totally. but um it's it's so important yeah and i think you know imposter syndrome is such a common thing especially yeah. in the nurse world like we or we're kind of trained to be like, you're not a doctor. You, you know, you don't get to make medical decisions for people mm -hmm. or can, you can't make recommendations. Um, so like, who are you to, to do this? And um, I think I definitely went through that for sure. And I, it wasn't, it was my community around me at the time. Like I became really good friends with a chiropractor and um, an acupuncturist and a massage therapist and an energy worker who are all telling me like, listen, like you have a, the ability to empathize and heal and communicate and teach and share. And like, you don't have to be within the constraint of what you think it has to mm. be in order to do big things. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. that helped. Yeah. Because I mean, we're taught to, you know, go to college after high school and get a job. And especially if you go to the medical field, your thought process is to stay in that field. And that field doesn't have a lot of options. It's like you work for a hospital or you work for an organization that, you know, basically has the whole 
uh, industrial uh, insurance complex thing happening, mm -hmm. weird thing happening, you know, where it's like, yeah. you know, medicine's so expensive. So it's like, you know, coming, people can, you know, only use their insurance for it. And then that's limiting to what actual therapies they could or couldn't get. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, yeah, HSA works for ozone therapy and in, in your infusions you do and my foods that I offer, but no one uses a HSA account. No. <laughs> So, and, and it's and it's really a joke it's just like i mean it's tax deduced money and so they could put if people don't know what a hsa account it's a health savings account and uh some some companies offer it if you work for like google or whatever or we'll just call it toyota or whatever you can basically put some of your paycheck away in what's called a hsa account and they don't tax you on it because they're obviously taxing you on you know your income and certain uh, modalities or healing modalities, natural modalities can actually be uh, used for it, like massages and, and things like this. And, and obviously the, the crucial formatting food groups, the infusions that Dara mm -hmm. does. Um, but like I said, no one <laughs> really uses it or knows, knows about it. Well, I feel like less and less people, or I mean, more and more people are um, less concerned about insurance coverage right. when we're in this field right because it's like we for wellness a lot of things that are preventative or wellness focused aren't covered anyways right and so you can always get a discount on not have for not having insurance to paying cash and at the end of the day you might be just spending less money if you're gonna and you can put your money towards investing into your health with all of this wellness and prevention and mm. kind of health tools instead you know, I'm seeing right. more of that. Right. Yeah. And maybe there's something bigger there too. Cause as you mentioned it, I started thinking like, well, maybe that's how the ethos needs to be in order for people to understand that maybe even the job that they're working is not for them and understand, you know, what sovereignty yeah. really looks like. Because when you spend your own dollar on yourself to better yourself, the values change in in the person's yeah. uh in the person's life and to the family you start value you you start to value the way you feel and your and you start to value um your family in in your general health in a totally different way uh versus like you know the 50 percent that's like as long as i'm not getting worse just keep giving me this shot you know it's almost mm -hmm. like i don't believe that those people want that i just believe those people have lost hope and they don't think that there's another side to the coin. They think that like as long as I don't get better, as long as it's as long as it's not gonna get any worse, and okay, that's okay, that's okay. Um, right. And the, the that's idea, what told. yeah, and the idea of you know changing diet or whatever seems overwhelming to them for some reason. There's some type of block or construct construct there in the mind or 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 in the psyche that is is totally sabotaging them and you know we're we are our own worst enemies and it, mm -hmm. it's definitely something internal that we we deal with and so it's it's always it's always tough you know when you get faced with that but it's always you know our job to just keep being that light you know and just keep being that message you know and um not everyone's for me not everyone's for you and that's okay we just kind of keep doing our thing and the ones that are supposed to come to us will and people yeah. we're supposed to meet will meet because I mean, we've probably met them before in past lives and all that jazz mm -hmm. so 
<laughs> it's uh, yeah. it's the cosmic giggle I call it, but yeah, it's it's cool. Well, thank you, Dar, for being on the podcast today. Mm, thanks for having me. It's so fun. And uh, yeah, so for you guys that didn't understand fully what she was saying, you know, her her message and her story is that she is. And Infu- she has a company called Infusion Partners, right? That's what you have Natural now. Infusion Partners, That's yeah. And you guys specialize in ozone and vitamin IVs and... Yeah. That's the two main things, right? Or am I missing something? You know, I, I like to keep it really simple. And yeah. that ozone really is. People ask me all the time, what should I do for this? You know, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to say ozone, right? Because that's just my answer for everything. Yeah. So versatile. But yeah, my focus is in ozone and I do IV ozone MAH, major autohemotherapy. I have the UV light machine, um, which is like an add-on to the ozone. And then all the other things that I offer kind of just like in support to being getting receiving ozone therapy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's a lot of IV places kind of popping up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I think a lot of people know, could you explain a little bit more about the UV light? Cause I, I love that therapy too. And, um, I don't think a lot of people know about it. I think that it's, it's something that's been around, but you see it work magic with ozone. I mean, everything works magic with ozone, but the UV light and ozone's on a, on a whole nother level. It, It really is. I was doing ozone on, you know, lime mold clients for, several months before I got trained in UV light and that we started incorporating it at my last um, job. And the difference was outstanding. Like, I mean, it was just a really amazing people were doing great with ozone, but once we added UV light, it was like almost like, you know, decreased um, detox symptoms from it. Just people were able to tolerate the detox better. And also, um, really so the unfortunate thing is that it's expensive to add on right because the what we do is there's a tube the iv tubing is special in that it has a glass quartz insert that you put inside of a box that has uv light so it's uv a b and c and you insert this piece of the tubing into the box and Mm -hmm. so and then everything has to be ozone resistant so and all of that has to then be thrown away. So it's really an expensive therapy, which sucks. Mm-hmm. But so for that reason, I typically talk about it mostly where I've seen differences the most in autoimmune patients, um, chronic or acute viral illnesses, and cancer. Mm-hmm. And like if you, there's a lot of, have you ever heard of Hope for Cancer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they use this same machine that I have. It's been really, really great for um you know, adjunct cancer therapy. And this therapy, again, it's called UVBI. So ultraviolet blood irradiation is kind of the long fancy word for it. Um, But when you combine it with ozone, it, they're synergistic, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. and to me, it makes sense because that's how ozone, our ozone layer is created around our earth is the UV rays from the sun come and, you know, create energy to break the bond of O2 and then O3 is formed. And so to me, it actually makes perfect sense that they're so synergistic. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can do, we can really, what I like to do is alter the the dose of ozone. So 
you know, we could do UV light therapy with a tiny bit of ozone and we could do UV light therapy with high doses of ozone. Um, And it just kind of depends on what the goal is and kind of what we're trying to address. But it's such a great, I mean, I've seen it work. Right. And just so people know, like you, you're pulling the blood out, you're, you're ozonating. Are you ozoning it first? Are you giving like an ozone injection first and then pulling it out and then hitting it with the light? Or is this all happening like auto hemotherapy and yeah uv light so it's an it's an add-on step to major auto hemotherapy and okay. for 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 major auto hemotherapy if you're unfamiliar what you do is you start the iv and you have it feels and looks a lot like a normal infusion there's a bag with iv mm-hmm. tubing mm-hmm. so you start the iv you put the bag below your heart to gently drain a sample of mm-hmm. blood from the IV site to the bag. And that process only takes about 10 minutes. We're using about a cup of blood. And then in the bag, we'll inject, we fill a syringe of ozone gas, O3 gas, and we'll inject that gas into the bag with the blood. We mix it around and then we use gravity and to give it back. And so with UV light, it's just an extra step where as it's going out and as it's going back in, it passes through the UV light box. Right. And I do you know, because it's like, like you said, people had less reactions to ozone. We'll call it maybe Herxheimer, less Herxheimer reaction. Um, I, do you know the science of like what the light's doing? Because like when I researched this, it was kind of like, we don't really know exactly what's happening but we know (laughs) that it works really well do you have any like just your own opinion your own thought on I mean I think you nailed it when you said like you know look in nature in the sun you know in the ozone layer and how that that you know is all happening that matrix of cosmic energy is what I call it because it's the sun it's the cosmic energy that UV is like Mm. that cosmic energy coming in yes I would love yeah, to elaborate on that. That is my opinion, for sure, to clarify. You know, when I did the training, it was like, UVC is, you know, for sure we know that it has antimicrobial, you know, benefits to it. They use sea light to disinfect surfaces and, um, you know, air systems and stuff like that. So C is going to be definitely anti-germicidal. It's a germicidal light. Um they say A is like an immunomodulating effect that happens. And so, um, you know, exactly how that's happening, not sure. <laughs> but then B, they say, is more of like a balancing light. And so, and now you can get UVBI machines that have full spectrum light, which right. I think, those. you know, yeah, we it's just like we're, we don't have as humans all the information Um, right. And so I don't know what the complete science is, but what I've, what I've feel when I do them myself and what my patients tell me they feel is just like you said, it's like, you're happy when you're in the sun, right? It's like the sun makes you happier there's a lot of things that are happening in the surf under the surface in our body from the sun that we don't all even know all of that but what we do know is that when when we're in the sun we feel great same thing with your blood like you just feel better it's the little 
um, it's like happy light for your blood. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, and it's like food. It's like a nutrient. Yeah. Right. It's almost like it should be its own class. And we have, we've, we've classified light really as vitamin D, right? Yeah. That's kind of like where we've taken this idea of light and turned it into a something, you know, that we can quantify, I guess, in a way. And that's kind of like where vitamin D comes in. And we all know the importance of that. And so, um, yeah, yeah, it's so mystical to me. I just love it. I love stuff like that, though. So, and, and it does like I know it will increase like red blood cell production, which uh, then also has a, like a, an effect on your oxygen utilization uh-huh. and you know in general how you feel. So there are things that it they have sh- like proven and shown with UV light, yeah, but yeah. I do agree that there is some you know mysticalness to it it's got to be turning on certain genes in the dna that's kind of like where i'm at because we know that vitamin d like can affect over three thousand different gene expressions in the body and so naturally the the uv light therapies i feel like are doing that and what's interesting is like the same benefits we see from light we actually can see the same benefits with ozone but for whatever reason when you add them together you get this synergistic effect and that's what's so interesting yeah. to me because everything yeah. that you mentioned about that UV light can do, ozone technically can do the same thing, right? But mm-hmm. it's more of a direct, whereas in ozone is more of a, a root kind of uh, nourishment. Like it's, it's fixing you, us at, you know, a lot of people talk about mitochondria, mitochondria this, mitochondria that. But when you go into like oxygen utilization and ozone therapy, there's like even a deeper layer of wellness that you're getting than you know just atp production and mm-hmm. we obviously know ozone helps that but it's the you're allowing your body to be able to utilize oxygen better by creating those reactive oxygen species because a lot of times i feel like people think that when you do ozone that this o3 gas is like going around in your body mm-hmm. and this o3 molecules going around and it's like destroying viruses and doing all these things and that's not what's happening you know as soon as it enters the bloodstream it's changing its structure because it's not it's not molecularly balanced. It's reactive. It's, it's, un- it's extremely unstable, unstable. right? Yeah. And but when you say unstable, people think, oh, it's unstable, you know, and they're like, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, it's not like that. You want it to be unstable because you want the O2, you want the O3 to split into one oxygen atom and then two, uh, the O2, which is two oxygen atoms. That singlet is the magic. That O1 mm-hmm. is actually what we're finding out is the magic. And that's what's really creating those reactive oxygen species and based on my understanding the type of nutrition we eat is going to determine the type of species that are actually produced in our body that the ozone can actually make so the more nutrition we have in our body the better we take care of ourselves the better the ozone works and i just find that to be so fascinating you know because when i was first educated on ozone the guy that taught me was like, oh, yeah, it goes in there and it kills in fire. I mean, it was just like the dumbest explanation, you know, and I just kind of went with it because I didn't know at the time. I don't think I was like 21 or 22 years old when I first got into ozone therapy. And, and uh, yeah, that guy didn't know what the hell he was talking about. But then as you start to actually learn, and granted, we have so much information that has come to us in the last decade about ozone, too. So I'll say that before I just yeah. bash somebody. But <laughs> I just hate when teachers teach you based off like monetary gain and they don't teach you based on sincerity instead of saying like you know really don't know instead of it saying oh no it goes in there and kills all these viruses that ozone just goes around and does its thing you know and so 
you start to get the wrong idea of what's actually happening physiologically in the body with it. And then you start to think all the hearsay, You're like, oh, well, no wonder ozone can oxidize you. Oh, no wonder, da, da, da. but in fact, it can't oxidize you um, because it, under a pH of 7.0, that just, it can't physical, physiologically happen. Um, you can do too much ozone. And I have tried, I have yet to find that, mm-hmm. that threshold. And I suggest that no one tries that. And it's not that I tried it. I just, I've been able to do high amounts of ozone for a long time consistently. Uh, but then I also lay off. But I also do a sauna regularly. I eat all my shakes, you know, I eat really healthy and I, yeah. I can handle it. But I'm also real intuitive too. It's like if I notice something is off, like if I'm doing yeah. a insufflation and I'm filling the 750 milliliter bag all the way up and I'm running at like for our machine, like a 132nd, which is like the highest gamma, like 100 gamma per liter or whatever it is, like the highest strength that you can, yeah. um, you know. I can actually handle that, but I would never tell somebody else to do that, you know, because I've had people that have gotten our machines and done like those super low dose, like 200 milliliters at like super low concentrations. And they're like, man, I, I had a Herxheimer reaction. I haven't been feeling well for like two days. But then when I start to like really dive deeper in with these people, they've been on like antibiotics their whole lives. They're on another pharmaceutical they eat out like pretty much all their meals. They're, you know, maybe 30, 40 pounds overweight. They don't exercise regularly. And it's just so appalling to me, really. I'm just like, man, that's crazy. And so when that started happening, I got kind of with the staff and the legal team. And I was like, well, what do we do in these instances where these people are like literally so unhealthy? that they can't even do like super low dose ozone without like having some type of reaction, you know? And and that's when they were like, well, you know, you got to like cover your ass with a waiver (laughs) and you got to like educate people properly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's why I always tell people now, and I'll always say this is like, for me, the name of the game was ozone is low and uh, slow and consistent. Like just be consistent with your ozone use and you'll see the benefits, um, mm-hmm. especially with all the autoimmune shit, right? That's going on that everyone's got something. If you're gonna kick an autoimmune issue, it, yeah. you gotta be consistent with it. You can't just do like one therapy and expect everything to be better. You know, yeah. you, you've really gotta get in there and in order for ozone to work, it needs to kind of be slow dripped within you, you know, over a, a, a good period of time. and. You can see. Well, yeah, I mean, I was just going to add to that. Like I, since I see patients, right, like pretty, I've seen a lot of this, right? Yeah. I have been able to kind of pull through some, some patterns I noticed with, you know, I do think general health does have to do with the chances of you having a Herxheimer reaction. But what I've noticed is definitely nervous system dysregulation, people that mm. are, um, experiencing fight or flight a lot and whether that be because of trauma or because of toxins you know nervous system regulation seems to be um, a component to how well you tolerate ozone therapy Um, the other one is obviously level of toxins so like you had mentioned the guy who had a lot of antibiotics growing up had a poor 
um, diet, maybe had been exposed to mold at some point, maybe had some underlying viruses, heavy metal toxicities. The, the larger, the more your toxic bucket is filled and the less you're doing things like movement and drinking enough, plenty of water and pooping regularly and all of these kind of foundational ways that we can support our organs to drain those toxins. Like they're obviously building up for a reason. And then if we yeah. go out in there and kill them all with ozone right. and stimulate our immune system to go to work all of a sudden, you're going to feel horrible, right? right? The things I've noticed that contribute to, you know, it seems like about 30% of the population are sensitive to any detoxing modality. And then ozone ah. is such a powerful you know, tool for detox or it can yeah. be if you use it in a certain dosing and frequency. And so right. what I've noticed is it's quite a bit of people, 30%. Now, 75% of people will probably do it and feel great and fine the first time, but there are. And so what I've noticed with that population is a nervous system dysregulation for sure seems to be a contributing factor. And then you know, those high toxic load patients who are having a hard time optimizing their the health of their liver and their bowels and their lymphatic systems mm. that don't do well with ozone. And so, yeah. um, you know, the insufflations, especially like ears and nose, those are typically tolerated well at low doses, yeah. um, working your way up to higher doses. But for the rectal insufflations and for IV, for sure, you want to make sure that you're working with someone who can help you figure out a protocol that's going to be um, gentle at first. Yeah. Yeah. Handles. Low and slow. Yeah. I'm always telling people too to sauna because I found there's a synergy too with the UV light and not a wet sauna, but a dry sauna. You know, you see a lot mm. of wet sauna applications with ozone and <laughs> yeah. I, I actually feel like that's like the one, not the best way to do ozone because there was a lady that used to make the ozonated olive oil in Dallas, and I forget her name. I think it was uh, Sally. I forget her name. And she told me that, you know, she educated me on ozone like a long time ago about how like, hey, once, you know, the temperature is above 80 degrees, if you're pumping ozone gas in these saunas, that it's basically just dissipating. And then mm -hmm. people get all these benefits they think like they get because they see black on the towel from the, the, the wet sauna. And they think that there's ozone correlation there. And I've even done, you know, because I used to have a, a wet sauna like that, a steam sauna like that. And I've even done those saunas without ozone and the black stuff. It's like just shit on your skin. It's just dirt on your skin. Mm. <laughs> it goes into the towel. It's not like it's like toxins and stuff. Mm. But that that is something anyways that <laughs> I think is BS. But I think using the dry sauna or the infrared, far and near infrared light with the ozone is like that's been my combo. And I just feel like if people can like sweat and sit and sweat and like start to slowly like get their lymphatic to kind of move, get the skin, the epidermis opened up with skin brushing and just sweating, that they won't have such a an issue uh, with ozone. And, and again, that's only for with, like you said, 30% of the people, you know, I would even say for us, it's like, I would say at all the people since we've been selling the machines, it's like a more of a 5%, but you see way more uh, people on that spectrum than I do. Um, and you're more, you're way more hands on than I am. You know, but that's just kind of like the advice I give people is like, are you saunaing? Are you doing any like 
charcoal because charcoal is another one that I find to work well with ozone if people are kind of binders are vital mm-hmm. if you're going to be doing ozone for a long period of time yeah um, yeah and that's the other thing is like you see a lot of these protocols and then you see a lot of this maintenance um and like for me it's like low and slow is the name of the game I would love for you to kind of elaborate that like what do you consider long term is it like daily every day long term is it maintenance considered long term for you or what do you consider long term use where you could find yourself kind of like make sure you've got a complete protocol like don't just be doing ozone every single day right for three weeks or whatever yeah so if the goal is for someone to detox something like they know that they have heavy metals or mold Mold. or Mm -hmm. yeah mold you know then that protocol for ozone, so low and slow to me means not more for IV therapy is going to be not more than one once a week. You know, and I that's think like auto hemotherapy or yes. direct IV. No direct IV. I don't right. endorse that, but um, major auto hemotherapy. Okay. And you know, at standard dosing, or even especially if you're doing high dosing, you know, mm. I've seen patients come to me and they're, they are DIYing like their Lyme protocol. And they're like, Oh, I went to down the street that a place and I did IV ozone seven days in a row. And I'm like, what, you know, that's insane. You shouldn't do that. You know, (laughs) don't do that again. Um, I think I know where they went too. What? I think I know where they went to do that too. I think I know that guy. (laughs) That's the guy I've been talking about. (laughs) Yeah, and it's common because yeah. there's places again more and more IV places are popping up and there a lot of med spas are adding this service um to it and I think it's great. Like I think ozone should be more available and talked about and utilized, but when you're not when you're doing it from not a holistic perspective, right. like how does the whole body need to to be when doing this therapy? Are you got your you weekend can, certification, right? Like Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. And yeah, and they're not the practitioner that's doing the therapy doesn't actually know how to manage a patient, especially a chronic ill patient through something like a detox protocol using ozone. So anyways, this guy comes to me, he's been at this other place, seven days in a row, IV ozone, IV glutathione, um, all the things. Liver's dumping, everything's dumping, everything. <laughs> yes. I mean, all, he was like, I felt like I was dying, you know? And so for me, low and slow for a detox protocol using IV ozone is once a week. And really, you don't need more than that. Like, I really think it's important for your body to, it's 72 hours, right? That the, mm. that the ozonides are. live in the body. Yeah. 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 So I think it's going to take three days for what we've just done to do its complete job and then rest and, you know, let your body have a little bit of time off and then do it again. And so Mm -hmm. once a week for five to 10 IV infusions for a heavy detox, that's what a protocol would look like for me. And before someone does that, I want to see that they've been able to a tolerate a binder like charcoal, but I really like sulfur's binders. Um, Mm -hmm. Or I don't know if you have a binder, but I think a binder for a good month prior to starting a protocol like that. And also, you know, there's a little bit of an assessment I'll do to make sure that people's drainage pathways are open. So if you're not sweating, 
definitely do the sauna and do the infrared right. sauna because that's going to get you to sweat. Right. Um, and then if your liver is needs your liver gallbladder duct, if they need support, do that first. Right. You know, um, if you're not drinking enough water and you're not moving enough, do that first. Right. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And even eating, I feel like if people are fasting and they're doing ozone, that this yes. can be a problem because what people don't realize yes. about fasting is that when we talk about fasting and we look in nature and we see like an animal fasting, when an animal goes and fasts because he needs to heal, they go and they lay down and they don't move. They do nothing while they mm. fast. They're not going to work. They're not dealing with emails. They're not picking up kids. They're not going to soccer games. They're not going yeah. to the gym. They're not physically doing, physically or mentally doing anything. And oh, that is the proper way to fast. So mm -hmm. this is where when we see like, oh, you shouldn't fast. Oh, you should fast. And both people are right, in my opinion. And most of the time in both of these instances, both people are right for most things. Because there's something underlying that's not being talked about. And for fasting, for me, it's like if you're going to fast, don't think you should, you're should. you going to go to work and do your normal thing. You're going to wreck your body. You're going to wreck your adrenals. adrenals. And if you then go and try to detox or do like an ozone therapy, like for me, it's like when I get done doing an ozone, I'm ready to eat. And like I try mm -hmm. to eat before. And yeah. if like I'm hungry, I'll never do an ozone. I'll eat and then do an ozone. Because yes. it's it's gonna like that's gonna like makes me feel really you know it's gonna make me feel so much better right so but Protein. if I skip a meal and do an yeah. ozone and I'm speeding everything up because I feel like that's kind of what's happening I'm getting like getting all this oxygen things are moving around all my metabolic processes are rocking and there's yeah. no fuel there to make that happen you right. that, I think maybe that is what people maybe feel is a Herxheimer too is, is reaction, you know, because the Herxheimer word, and I feel like it's something we don't really fully understand. And it's also something that, you know, we don't really know what's going on. Um, yeah. And we call it, Oh, you're just detoxing. You got too much toxins. Your body couldn't release them. I almost feel like it's more of like, you don't have any reserves there for the ozone to do the work it needs to do. And so you're and also you can, minerals. Yeah, same, right? Minerals, nutrition, all of that, right? If that's not there, if that's not present, and then you start doing ozone, how is the ozone actually going to be able to do the, like, it's going to accentuate your natural ability to detox, but if you're, you still need nutrients to do that stuff, like you still need minerals, like you said, to do that stuff. So if you're already deficient in the quadrant, and then you go, it's the same with fasting. If you're already deficient in certain nutrients, and then you fast, you're just like exacerbating your issue long term and and making yeah. everything kind of worse so there definitely is a correlation there but yeah i agree and i think that ozone is a tool like a really powerful tool that should be you know reserved for um when a like you need it and b like you're ready for it right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and my personal journey i i would do a couple three week uh insufflation protocols but i found myself never actually able to do the full three weeks i always found my intuitive self going in maybe four or five days insufflation and then i would like skip saturday sunday and then i might start again monday but after i did that like 
two or three times with through like a two or three year period. Like I haven't done ozone. I think I did one ozone when I got back from Costa Rica and I did one last week, but that's it. And I just feel like now I'm more on this kind of maintenance protocol. Cause in the beginning I had, I had all, I had, I had mold poisoning, mold toxicity. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure I had parasites and I mean, I worked construction before I did what I did now. And I've been doing, what I do now for over, you know, 13, 14 years now, but I, I'm sure I had all types of toxins in my body. And I was also sweating and doing all my nutrition and everything when I do those protocols. And I don't think I could have done those protocols as long as I did without it. But I'm just saying that I couldn't even finish through all the actual protocols you see online that a lot of people push. And yeah, and especially Ed McCabe. I remember talking with Ed back in the day um, and and talking about what he was doing and, and the type of machines he was creating and stuff like that. And uh, and yeah, you I feel like ozone does something where you start to you start to be able to feel and and you start to be able to recognize your body in a new way um, because when you you get the feeling of of what an oxygenated body feels like or an ozone body feels like you start to wake up to this new I, newfound idea of wellness and well-being and i i get nervous talking about this sometimes because I don't want people to think that every time they do an ozone, they need to feel better or feel a certain way. That's not the case. It's more of like this bird's eye view, long-term kind of um, evaluation of what's going on. I just noticed now, like like we got back from Costa Rica and we got back here to Dallas and everyone had something. Everyone had a runny nose or had some shit going on. And like I can tell like instantly when something's off with me now. To the point to where I can catch it so quick that I can keep it from being like where I actually get a fever and actually get like full on sickness. And like even now I have a little congestion. You can kind of hear it in my voice, but that's as far as it's gotten. Right. It hasn't went any farther than that. I haven't had any like laying in bed or sweats or anything like this. Um, You know, and the other thing is, too, is I feel like my. I feel like my oxygen utilization has increased and then making sure I'm stacking absorbic acid and antioxidants with that. Right. Yeah. And then that synergy with ozone, right. Antioxidants with ozone. And you know, that's why you probably do the infusions with the vitamin C and the glutathione. Yeah. I feel like ozone has a lot of synergistic effects. Like I've noticed it's synergistic with NAD injection. Like I'll do a sub Q NAD injection Ooh, wow. and then I'll do it on the same day that I do ozone. And it's, Huge difference. Lit, girl. You're getting people lit. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. You got little bumblebees going there. That's awesome. I love that. I need to come and get a a little session with you and and come experience everything you guys offer. And uh, it's just been cray cray here and just trying to like hold on, (laughs) like keep the kids in school, (laughs) like keep everyone healthy. Well, I need to come to the storefront. I keep saying that. I'm like, we're both busy and look, we'll make it happen. Let's like let ourselves have a Christmas and a New Year's and not be so. And then maybe this spring we can connect because, you know, when we started the podcast, it was like you were one of the first ones I wanted to have back on because I really enjoyed our conversation on Instagram. And I feel like I could talk with you for hours. And, you know, we've already been on this one for an hour. And uh, I know we need to wrap it up here, but, um, 
But yeah, I feel like we just got started, like we did last time on IG. I know. So. Ozone is one of those like cool subjects I don't get to talk about with someone who knows so much about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I just, I'm so honored that, to know that you're here in Dallas because it's like, I was trained and educated by someone in Dallas and they totally educated me wrong. They trained mm -hmm. me wrong. And to see someone like you that's doing it right and some someone that I can stand behind, I love being able to say like, hey, if you haven't tried ozone, go see her like and try <laughs> ozone. Like yeah. just give it a go. It's worth every single penny and get educated properly and, and do the auto hemotherapy. I mean, that is like the most effective way to do it in my opinion. You know, it's, um, yeah. I, I like the insufflation, but dude, so many people don't, they don't like the idea of sticking anything up their butt and I totally get it. You know what I mean? But until me, they feel the benefits of ozone, then they're like, I don't care. Well, I don't care what else they'll do at all. You know? Right. But yeah. But yeah. And this like, also just the, like you talk about the ear insufflation, like how powerful that can be for kids. Like as soon as my kids get something, like I put them on that ear insufflation and like, I mean, they instantly, in the beginning, they were like, I don't like the way it smells. And they wouldn't sit up right or they'd move around and have to have like a fan in their face so they wouldn't uh -huh. screw it up. Um, and now it's like they've got it dialed in where they, they like to wear the little stethoscope thing and the little, uh, yeah. and they, they see the benefits. I still can't get them to drink the water, but I love drinking ozone water. Um, yeah. But I just, I feel like with all things that can be good, you have to do it with balance and you don't need to necessarily do it every single day to add to what you said, like once or twice a week, especially for auto hemotherapy, you yeah. know, but, um, I just want people to hear that because I think a lot of times we think, oh, this is good for me. Let me just take a bunch of this all at once, or let me do this a ton every single day. And that is not the case with ozone. It's, it's you know, yeah. you can be consistent, but it doesn't mean consistently every single day. You know, the ozone has a 72 hour shelf life that's in the body. And that's the time that needs to be allotted to really fully experience your first session with ozone. Yeah. And then jump back in, you know, if you feel called to do that, which everyone should, because oxygen utilization is the name of the game. If we can utilize oxygen better, we'll never get sick. Right. I mean, it, and then if we do, it won't be that bad. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I think in root cause medicine, it's so easy to be like, oh, it's gut, it's leaky gut, or it's, you know, your hormones, or it's your thyroid, like, your liver. Oh, you're deficient in this mineral. And the, yeah. Yeah. This is like the root of the root of the root is mm -hmm. oxygen utilization. Well, and I always tell people like, how long can you go without food? People are like, oh, 30 days. How long can you go without water? Oh, like a week. How long can you go without breathing? Oh, shit. That's like a, a minute or two. And it's like, yeah. yeah. So That's how important oxygen is. Yep. So us, put that sure. in your, your ozone IV bag and inject it, right? Sit <laughs> 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 with that for a little bit. Yeah. So. Well, there. Thank you so much again for thank being you here. So much. And mm -hmm. I am supposed. To, I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite Crucial Four product? Oh, I love M Thrive. I have that right here, and I also love the M Salt. Oh, nice. nice. I put. I use that. I recommend that up to my patients for mineral support. Like it's really one of the only things I'll. I like to recommend. It's the best. Yeah. Have you ever made an ozone water with it? With the salt. Yeah. So no, have you? 
Yeah, so you you know, there's a school of thought that you don't want to put any type of to, minerals right? with the ozone because they don't know yeah. how it reacts. Yeah. I mean, I've done both. Like for for over 12 years, you know, I was putting all types of different minerals with the ozone and spinning it and like working with all these different things. But uh, uh, yeah, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, I could see how if I dis if I ozonated distilled water and then after it's ozonated, add the salt. Yeah. Then drink it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I like to do because it yeah. it, it just helps. Kind of like I just get all irked about drinking distilled water because I know it's like right. there's no minerals it in needs it at minerals all. Minerals in it. Yeah, it's dead. So it's like get the get the water ozonated, keep it cold, right, and then add up some, you know, because we do the brine with our sea salt, so it's a liquid, so mm -hmm. I can just dump a little bit in and stir it up. And oh, yeah, that's smart. Throw it down I'm the hatch. Do that. Yeah, it's fun. Cool. I, I think there's a synergy. I definitely feel like more of an energy boost, but I yeah. don't know. There's something about ozone water in my brain. Like every time I drink it, my brain just gets like lit. Like I just feel like mm. ding, like clairvoyance kind of and uh, stuff like that. But I feel that cool. way with nasal insufflation. And I feel like we've talked about this. You're not a huge fan of that, right? It's not that I'm not a fan of it. I don't, I'm not educated on how to do it properly. Like to me, mm. you know, you're taught not to breathe in ozone. So, right. you know, for, you know, and we sell a machine. So like me, like I didn't want to train people on the nasal right. insufflation. It's, it's a little, yeah, dangerous. It's more of like a practitioner, like the autohemotherapy. Yeah. And I kind of leave it there because, I mean, from what I understand, you fill it with the syringe and then when you inject, you send it up the nose, you need to hold your breath, right? They don't need to breathe in, right? And then they just wait like. How long? Not that long. I mean, like you said, once ozone comes in contact with the tissue, it's immediately reacting. Right. So, yeah, I usually tell people they want to hold their breath for about seven to eight seconds. But if you maybe when you come to see me, I can yeah. help you do that because talk about like an instant clarity and kind of that more that than time. the ears too, right? Yeah, it's say? different. It's different. Um, yeah, the ears are, I love doing the ears. Yeah. The ears is one of my faves, but that's cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll come see you and I'll get trained properly. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. We'll do all yeah. the things. Yeah. I'll bring Kendall with me and she'll film it and stuff like that. She really wanted us to, uh, do this podcast live together and stuff. And I was just like, man, I don't really have the setup yet. And eventually we'll get there. Yeah. We I was going to say, let's go to the office, go to the wellness center and do it, but it's chaos in there. Like just people going in the back, people in the front, people coming in to pick up product. I'm like, I don't know where we would do it, yeah. where we wouldn't get disturbed every five seconds. And like, let alone me at my home getting disturbed, you know, already. <laughs> Good idea to do it at my office. Okay. We can, while you're getting your infusion, we can, uh, you know, we'll have time. Do another talk. Yeah. Bet that. That's happening. Okay, give us like six yeah. months and I'll I'll get with Kendall when she can make it and then Nicole will correlate it and we'll make that happen. That would um, be great. Cause I'm trying to think too, because like springtime is like when everyone gets all like, you know, the the sinuses and stuff because the wind. So maybe that'll be a great time okay. to to push that insufflation message for the nose. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's great for allergies too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, which we live in like the dust bowl, right? So everyone around yeah. us is always like, the cedar is bad right now. I mean, I've been lucky to not deal with allergies like my, a lot of people in my family and community, but 
Yeah. Well, yeah. you've dealt with mold and gut stuff too, and I think that's a big piece of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's real similar in the gut. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, thank you again for your time. Yeah, and, thank um, you. And yeah, so, and if you don't mind, could you go ahead and uh, just mention like your website, how people can contact you, your email, your phone number, like all the deets on how to contact you to do ozone therapy. Because like I said, I tell everyone, if you haven't ever tried ozone therapy, go do some ozone therapy and reach out to Dara and she will hook you up and get you feeling great. So could you please let them know? Thanks. Uh, yeah, my website is just naturalinfusionpartners.com and you can see my service menu with my pricing there and there is a link to book and become a new client. And I also have an Instagram. I have two handles, one that's geared more towards nurses and practitioners. I do a lot of education there, uh, Dara Kempka RN. And then I have my business Instagram where you can keep up with all the new cool fun things. Like I just added some frequency healing to um that you can add on to a treatment which is really fun so that's natural infusion partners um on instagram and then i do if you're a nurse and you're wanting to learn how to do iv ozone therapy i am offering training for that and i also do consulting if you're like a chiropractor who wants to add do a little ear ozone after an adjustment um i can help you learn how to do ozone awesome Dara. 